High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, Twihards and Twi Haters. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. And don't worry, I'll try my best not to give you a paper cut. <laughs> but first, school is still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. Of course, your assignment, as always, is to hit that subscribe button. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Remember, you could also listen to episodes of this show on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me, the flagship for this program and the home of so many other pop culture podcasts. While you're in the place where you can review us, which would be, I think, iTunes. I really have to check that out. It's not iTunes, it's Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Whatever place you're listening to us right now, see if you could review us and give us that positive review. Give us those five stars. All that helps the algorithm and helps spread the message of love that is high school slumber party. Of course, another way you could spread that message is by telling a friend about all the wonderful things we do here on High School Slumber Party. That's a good way, too, you know, or just keep listening. That's a great way, an easy way. I know it's an expensive podcast, zero dollars and zero cents. But if you have it in your budget for something free, bi-weekly, you get two podcasts from me. And today is a great one, a fun one. You know it. You know your homework. It was to watch Twilight New Moon Again, because we're talking about it again. This is the second life of Twilight. Last year, Kate Hudson and I covered all the Twilight movies, and we said we had so much fun. We're going to do it again. And this year, we're doing it with Too Fast, Too Forever's Joe 2. And uh, it is so fun. This episode is so great. Another homework assignment you had was to watch the Parks and Recreation episode that's based on Twilight. Time Capsule, it's called. We're going to talk all about that what I want to remind you, though, other homework, of course, last Friday's episode, Mac and Devin go to high school. Cousin Pumpkin was here. It was fun talking about it. That's a movie that, yeah, if you skip that assignment, I understand. <laughs> whoa, whoa, the bell didn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. I know you're eager, eager to talk Twilight yet again. But let's see what else was in my notes. Haven't done high school movie news in a while. We got to do one of those segments these days. But, oh, Oscars last night. Did you see them? I didn't. I honestly forgot they were on. They don't have enough teen movies in the Oscars. They did have one we covered, though. 
and I'm so happy it won. The director made such a nice, beautiful speech. Of course, I'm talking about Another Round for Best International Film. If you haven't checked out Another Round, please check it out. I know that's more teacher-centric, but it's definitely a high school film. Be prepared to read. It's in Danish, but ugh. So we just want to salute Another Round. And next year, Academy, nominate more teen films. Anyway, (laughs) let's get to New Moon again. The song I'm going to play from the New Moon soundtrack is called Friends, and the artist is Band of Skulls. Class dismissed. For something Something I can't put my finger on Maybe I've been living for the weekend Maybe I've been living for the cyber song But every Friday just about midnight All my problems seem to disappear Everyone that I miss when I'm distant Everybody's here So happy to have you guys here for, well, kind of, for Twilight New Moon. (laughs) This is our second lifetime, and first, first the official co-host on this lifetime, because, well, you taught me everything I know about Twilight, Kate, so get it out of the way, introduce yourself, and then we'll get to our special lap guest. This this all sounds very sexual today for whatever reason. Like, am I the only one picking that up? We, we just recorded with Joey, so, like, and he has the new mic that sounds very sensual. That's where he's getting it from, I'm sure. I think I've just been on this roll, so, like, you know, the two fast guys, Kate, have a Patreon, and sometimes I go on their, uh, you know, uh, Beyond the Paywall shows, and it, get, <laughs> it, get, it gets a little different. Oh, it gets a little, little raunchy, so I think I'm still in that mode, so apologies. You're ready for the Whoring Twenties, man. Oh. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, well, well. With that note, I am. Uh, I guess I'm the least amount of a Twilight virgin here. My name is Kate Hudson, and uh, I'm Team Edward all the way. Oh, and I went to East Anchorage High School, which is the T-Birds. Let the dogs out! Hoo hoo hoo! <laughs> <laughs> a unique way of doing that. I love it. And, and I alluded to this man, and I'll try to not say it sexually, but he is our guest, our, our guest on this lap, and we're so. Excited to have him, Joe. Too. Why don't you introduce yourself? If for some reason this is the first episode of High School Slumber Party, or even this Twilight series that anyone's yeah, ever heard, you start with New Moon of the second lap. <laughs> I, I'm I'm Joe. Too. I went to the Pittsburgh Central Catholic High School. Um, we were the Vikings, Roll Vikes, and I'm super happy to be here to talk about New Moon. <laughs> it feels like a new moon, a new moon happening. And, so. And- and of course, if this happens to be your first episode, you see you see the new moon graphic. You're like, oh, cool, they're talking Twilight. Uh, listen to the first lap if you want like a real deep dive on <laughs> new moon. Funny story with that, and Kate and I have told the story a million times, but we recorded uh, our first try at new moon on the day Kobe Bryant died, and 
I don't know. It was just the weird energy in the air, but it was a slog to get through. Because I saw that helicopter. Oh. I don't think I told you that. I was out walking over the Silver Lake Reservoir, and they were parked at Dodger Stadium before they went over to the valley. Literally at the same time. Ugh. Crazy. Okay, let's not start it again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Morbid, yes. We're not going to do that. Yeah, man. But regardless, it was so just like it was tough, tough that we're like, fuck it. Let's do the episode again. Let's get a bottle of wine each and let's just power through. And it was magic. The second one was magic. So this is actually, you know, the third time for us, but second official time talking about New Moon. Regardless today, Joe, you're really the star of this episode because this is your first time publicly talking New Moon. So happy to have you here. Of course, though, I assigned you guys some homework. We'll parcel that out throughout the episode. But our first segment today is... Twilight News. And Kate, you and I usually, you know, discuss the Twilight News. Not a lot, except that there is this weird rumor on, like, the entertainment reddits that they're going to make another Twilight movie before even a Twilight book. Um, quick, Quick your thoughts, guys, on that thing, whatever it might be. Well, Stephanie Meyer said she's going to write two more Edward and Bella stories, or gotcha. at least set in the Twilight universe, after she re-released, well, after she released Midnight Summer last summer so maybe that has i mean you you guys all know my stance here i want all of the actors the same actors in there and just aged 12 years on with no explanation so full fast and the furious style a thousand percent a thousand percent and no explanation maybe some bad cgi maybe you don't have to (laughs) i don't think that i don't think that we're at a point where uh robert pattinson would do these ever again well that's that's the rumor That's the rumor that R Pass is the toughest sell on it. I don't know if it's true, but I think he would actually, because he's at that performance art stage in his life. I think he'd <laughs> do the movies for the like sheer weirdness of it and the paycheck. I don't think he wants the publicity and the crazy fans again. Mm-hmm. I think that we have to let him get a little bit older to where he like looks back on it and is like, that was a fun time in my life. Like, he needs, like, another 10 or 20 years before he'll be like, yeah. And at that point, then we'll get them, like, 30 years later <laughs> and not explain that they aged at all. And he's a vampire who's supposed to not age. And then the bad CGI will work even better for you, Kate, I think. I'm down with that. Maybe this franchise needs a Tokyo Drift, right? Like, <gasps> a, yes. an yeah. unrelated but related one that'll get, like, our Pat's excited. He could cameo at the end. You yep. know, and, and that's how they got Vin back. You know, that's how they got Vin excited. And, and you know, let's finance some weirdo art films for our pats to get him Fine. back here. You I know agree. what I mean? Yep. If, if Summit has to, like, let him be the director of some black and white movie, <laughs> let, <laughs> let them do it. Okay, but let's be, let's be really honest here. Vin came back because Riddick as a franchise failed. So what we really need is the Batman to do poorly at the no, office. I can't. I can't stomach that. Like, I need Arbat to be a good Batman because I'm really excited about it. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, my heart won't be able to take a bad Batman to get more Twilight. Like, that's not oh. a I can make. That's a, see. I want his bat suit to have nipples. I want. Oh. I want it all, man. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> so. uh We are talking New Moon here, but one of the homework assignments I had you guys do, or at least, you know, try to power through if you didn't, wink, wink, um, is (laughs) to watch the 
Well, we want to focus on kind of the pop cultural impact of Twilight on this lap, especially now. There's a Twilight renaissance happening. The Twihards are coming out in full force. People yeah. still talking about Twilight, maybe more than, not more than ever, but like almost as much as when the franchise came out. It's cool to like Twilight for the first time, I think. So we're kind of looking back at some Twilight pop culture moments. And the first one is one that I get asked about a lot. And it's the uh, season three, episode three of Parks and Recreation Time Capsule. <laughs> Which uh, is Twilight heavy for, I guess, Will Forte's character. He plays Kelly. He's a dad who is trying to get the Twilight books in the Pawnee time capsule. Leslie, this guy's here. Hi, can I help you? I'm Kelly Larson. I read online about your time capsule, and I'm here to make a suggestion. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not taking suggestions. Twilight books. It's a beautifully told saga of vampires, werewolves, and romance. Ah, you are the person that's been emailing me about Twilight. I thought you would be younger and a girl. Well, I'm not. I'm older and a boy. But I feel very strongly that these should be included. Can I tell you why? Sure. Kelly, have a seat. Awesome. Plead your case. Thanks. Okay, Christmas Eve, 1973. Author Stephanie Meyer, named Morgan, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, you're going all the way back to her birth. Okay. And combined, they have sold more than 100 million copies worldwide. Now, have you seen any of the Twilight movies? No, I have not. Well, let me describe them to you shot for shot. Movie number one, Twilight. We slowly pan up over a mossy log to see a deer drinking crystal clear water. Okay, Kelly, this time capsule isn't just a barrel full of stuff that people like. It's about life in Pawnee at this moment in time. And there is nothing in Twilight that is specific to Pawnee. I disagree. Okay, the, the town of Forks, Washington is exactly like Pawnee, except for the climate. And the vampires. I'm sorry, I have to say no. I beg you to reconsider. And I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And I'm going to have to do this. Uh, Guys, what'd you think of this episode uh, and this little uh, cultural moment for Twilight here? Um, I've seen it before because we've watched through Parks and Rec. But, like, watching it this time now... Now, having seen Twilight was a lot of fun because they do t- like <laughs> just like the way that Will Forte's character is trying to like sell the books. Like they throw somebody, obviously, but somebody that was writing the script had read Twilight, right? So like he throws in like a lot of like like you know like oh do you want an amazing love story like Bella like Stephanie Meyer really knows how to write a good love story. So um, I found it very enjoyable. It it was great. I liked it. I'm with you. Joe, I saw the episode before Twilight, so I thought it was, like, tangentially funny. Like, oh, this yeah. dude likes Twilight. But now, like, the details are yep. hilarious to me. <laughs> like, I, I like when he's um Tom, Aziz Ansari's character, when, like, Tom's, like, sad about the breakup. And, you know, big breakup movie here today, New Moon. We'll get into it. But he's chained to that desk because he – or uh, what is it? Like a pipe because he, yeah. wants, he wants that book in the time capsule. And he goes, like, oh, it's about a girl, right? You look sad. You look like a weird goon who's obsessed with a kid's book. It's a girl, isn't it? I can tell. It's the look that Mike had on his face when Bella turned him down for the dance. Oh, yeah? Is it? What look did your mom have on her face when she realized her son was a complete failure? Okay. I'll be quiet. But I do know something about heartbreak. And you know who else does? Kenneth Babyface Edmonds? No. A little lady named Twilight author Stephanie Meyer. Trust me. You should listen to him. Those books are good. 
but looks like the face that Mike Newton had when Bella turned him down for the dance. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, that's such a yes. that's such a deep cut Twilight thing, you know. So like, I, know, I appreciated I that so much. The lady at the end when she like the like the Christian like they're like because if it devolves into this fight and they're like okay we're gonna put Twilight in the time capsule and this lady's like nope it has satanic imagery. And then this other guy's like, nope, it has overt Christian themes. And he, she's like, oh, so it's like both too Christian and not Christian enough. <laughs> and then she and then she starts describing it. And th- like she talks about one of my absolute favorite parts of the Twilight movies, which is how much face quivering there is. And like now I haven't read the books, but she's like, she's sta- like, there's so much staring and quivering. It's pro quivering. And like... <laughs> Kristen Stewart is constantly doing face magic in these movies and it makes me really happy. If there is quivering in the books, I don't know, Kate, you'll need to tell me, but if there is quivering in the books, I think she does a lot of quivering in the movies at least to help. I think there's lots of sighing and lip biting because you have to understand and you know I love her. Stephanie Meyer is a terrible writer and it's all purple (laughs) prose. Okay. So, like, quivering is not descriptive enough. Like, literally descriptive enough for Stephanie Meyer. Okay. I do like all the lip biting. She does do a lot of (laughs) lip biting in the movies, She does. She does. (laughs) Maybe that that tracks that. You guys, I just looked it up. Michael Schur wrote that episode. Oh, wow. That's the guy who, he, um, he's the producer, director of, like, The Good Plays, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn 999. This was his. He's a twihard. He's the showrunner. So if he wrote that episode, whew, he might be a twihard. I mean, he has to be, right? For those yeah. for those deep cuts, that's just amazing. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. So if you are a uh, Twilight fan and you have not watched that episode, or if you're like me and Joe who watched yes. the episode pre-watching Twilight films, go back and rewatch it because it is, again, a blast with all like the little callbacks and like i like with the book club they have with donna and tom am i team edward yes do i share his concerns about turning bella though absolutely not edward's primary goal at all times is bella's protection can you please please be quiet sorry sorry let's keep it down be considerate look at it this way tom bella's love for edward is being tested by jacob not exactly. The Volturi. Yes. Okay, you know what? All right, I'm going to go do my work in the conference room because you guys are the worst. You seem tense, Leslie. You know what you should do? Read Twilight. Read Twilight yeah. here. Thanks. Sometimes I think she's in the Volturi. And he's like, she might be in the Volturi. It's awesome. Or or the moment where like Tom reads the book, he brings it back, and then the dude, Will Forte's character, is just like, Oh, why don't you read the next one? He's like, There's more? (laughs) (laughs) What if I told you there's four of them? You guys, this is okay, not to like change the subject too much, but my friends got me the Twilight massive memorabilia book that was super hard to find for Christmas. And so this is where it ties in. They bought it from a guy named I mean oh Leon, Lenny, we're gonna call him Lenny because it's the same sort of like convivial name he actually has. And he had, a, he had a massive Twilight collection, quote unquote, to bond with his daughter. And yet he kept it 20 years on. And this has the same energy as the episode. And it does. Kelly. 
Kate, really, I'm yeah. so glad you brought that up because it ends with basically they're watching a movie with this with they're watching Twilight yeah. with a daughter, you know, and everyone in town, you know, and like not a drive through, but like a movie in the park or whatever. Yeah, movie in the park, yeah. And I don't want to do deep dive into too much production or cast and crew, but one very huge addition to the cast today did this movie for his daughter. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. You know who. Think about it. One of these things is not like the other in the new <laughs> cast. <laughs> as far as name recognition and talent goes. It's Michael Sheen. It's Arrow, you know, the leader of the Volteri. He knew yeah. nothing about this movie, and he has interviews like this. Kate, you turned me on to this, and I watched them, where he's like, I did this movie for my daughter. And his daughter was actually the one who helped, like, fill him in. Oh, this is what the character does. This is like, you know. <laughs> so it's totally like one of those things. Hey, Veronica. I'm just making up a name. Like, hey, Veronica, you know, I took this role. You want to help me study it? It's about Twilight, you know. like. <laughs> it's very cute bonding. I like that. <laughs> That's like the sweetest dad energy you can get, right? It's wholesome. There's something so wholesome about a bunch of dudes just like agreeing in mass 10 years ago, 12 years ago to like just get into Twilight for their daughters and then secretly (laughs) actually getting into Twilight. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, and that's again, so I think an awesome pop culture moment for Twilight. So check that out, everybody. Okay, so we had made this decision last time because Joe, you did it. Kate, you and I did not, but is to watch the extended editions of these films. Um, I got to be honest with you. I don't know what was extended and what wasn't. <laughs> I, just, I was really? going to ask you guys if you noticed, because obviously like I've only watched the extended editions. So I don't know what's not cut out. I don't know if we were eating chocolate candles this time. Yeah, chocolate candles, chinchilla things, like you got those nuggets. So Kate, quickly, what what was here in this New Moon extended thing that was not in... The regular cut not a lot it, it, like so my theory is is Catherine hardwick is actually like an auteur so she she was willing to take risks and do some weird shit so she could cut it out later this other guy clearly hated the source material so it was much more true okay. to the source material and there were no risks so it the pacing like all I noticed is that the pacing fell off to me because obviously I've seen this movie way too many times. So <laughs> certain scenes went on longer than they should have. Like there's a weird shot of the birthday cake they made Bella. That's yes, yes. Okay. Like, that's the only one I wrote down. <laughs> there's that. There's um, I think they're talking more in the hallway after Jacob gives the gift, I think. There's like some extended shots of some of the wolf stuff too. I don't think so. I just, I'll tell you what, it felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, man. Yeah, there's not a lot, nothing that really, like, to laugh at, and then it's obvious why they cut it out. Like, I'm going to have to go back to the webpage I looked at afterwards, too, because it just, to me, it just threw off the pacing, all these extended scenes. That makes sense. I mean, it happens. That would, yeah, I was, I was hoping for, you know, a chocolate candles moment, but no, I no. didn't really find one this time, but I forgot that they were, you know, made by different people. So that kind of tracks too. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we get it in further movies. Who knows? I don't know. The guy who did Eclipse really hates the series more than the guy who did New Moon. Oh, we're going to be fun. Yeah. We're going to talk about that <laughs> because that was a big thing we talked about in the Eclipse episode. The guy like trashed the series, the director of that one bef- <laughs> before doing it. Then he got hired to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so quickly, I don't remember what I did for this last time, so I'm just going to follow my old script back of DVD for New Moon. 
In the second chapter of Stephanie Meyer's best-selling Twilight series, the romance between mortal Bella Swan and vampire Edward Cullen grows more intense as ancient secrets threaten to destroy them. When Edward leaves in an effort to keep Bella safe, she tests fate in increasingly reckless ways in order to glimpse her love once more. But when she's saved from the brink by her friend Jacob Black, Bella will uncover mysteries of the supernatural world that will put her in more peril than even before. I'm a little unbalanced because I think this is very much a wolf boy story. Yes, does that make sense? But Edward is... That's the big thing here. Edward is hardly, not hardly in the movie, but what is he? And maybe 20% of the movie? This yeah. is at the beginning and the end, yeah. This is Jacob's tale. And famously on this podcast, I thought I might be Team Jacob until <sighs> until I got here, movie two. And I don't think that this makes a great case for Jacob. <laughs> so <laughs> weird. The whole movie. I was like, I was like, Rachel, this is the question I kept asking her. I'm like, how did any... If this is anything like the books, how was anyone ever possibly Team Jacob? Like, Kate, how, how many times did I ask you that? <laughs> I really think it's it's true, just like though. okay. So as a new kid on the block, blockhead back in the day, you had the clear, like obvious, popular ones, and then you had the least popular ones. And the girls with that complex are the same girls who picked Danny. What is their favorite, like new kid on the block back in the day? Like the ones that like Joey Jacob. from Insync. Yes, I really think that's it. It's like they want to root for the underdog because they're secretly sensitive or whatever, and that's why they pick Jacob. Truly, because he sucks. Yeah, he's not great. <laughs> oh man! So, uh, just quick production notes for you, Joe. As we mentioned, the directors changed here. Catherine Hardwick, it, you know, she said she didn't have time. That's what's said, but. Okay, let's let's take everyone for their word and say that the timetable didn't match her schedule. Don't hi, don't hire a dude. You know what I mean. This is not a dude's story. <laughs> well, it's Jacob's story, but yes. Yeah, but yes, okay. But they hire Chris Weitz, who most famously did the Golden Compass, which was so good they had to redo the entire thing as an HBO series. So. <laughs> well, come you. on, that polar bear getting its jaw ripped off was awesome. <laughs> I saw it once. I don't remember. But yeah, no, I remember that part. <laughs> that's the only part that's memorable. What's the show called? His Dark Materials or something like that? Yeah. So Oof. FYI, that's that dude. And it's something where, you know, the studio. Okay, I know you always call me out on this. Yes, the the readers and the, the women especially who love this knew this was going to be a big series. But the studio didn't really believe in it till the awesome success of the first film. This is when they start to just you know, lasso in directors and put timetables and, and put marks on the calendar for when the next ones are going to come out. They greenlit this one day after Twilight's opening because they're like, holy yeah. shit, like this movie's yeah. making money. It's not bullshit. You know, that's the one interesting fact I always find. But I think more t- that the other interesting fact that I want to bring up again is the Taylor Lautner effect here, the Jacob effect. They were so ready to recast him. That was the plan. Let's hire this young kid to look like pre-buff kind of Jacob, and let's get somebody else to look like post, you know, Wolf Jacob. This is oh, the they're re- going to change him? Yes, yeah. 100%. Oh, so there's going to be two Jacobs. Michael Coppin was actually, the, like, very close to take... So he's some... I don't really know him well, but he's from One Tree Hill. Um, we'll get back to him in a second, but... Coppin? How do you spell it? C-O-P-O-N. 
he honestly looks like a better Jacob. <laughs> but he's already to say poor Taylor Lautner. I think he's a little older. He's he's definitely more buff okay. than, than Jacob one. He's probably actually Native American and actually like... actually Kate. This is what I was gonna bring up. He is not. He's Filipino. But whatever. Oh. <laughs> We'll, we'll get into that, because there is some <laughs> casting elements I do want to talk oh, about. Oh, here's there. a shirtless picture of him. Yeah, I can see it. But okay. Taylor Lautner, to his credit, fought for this role, got incredibly, and you see him, shredded Ripped. for a teenager, more yeah. than any teenager should be. And he's like, and he really, really did everything in his power to stay as Jacob Black in this franchise, so... Hey, you got to hand it to him, right? Yeah, smarts to him, dude. He he saw what the money was going to be like. Good for him. That's awesome. I remember this at the time that we went into Twilight not expecting. Like, the, it, it wasn't even just a rumor. Everybody was like, oh, no, he's going to get replaced. Like, he's just this Jacob Black. There will be another once he transforms. Okay. Like, it was Is like a foregone feel like that in the books, or were you just saying Taylor Lautner sucked? Like, what was the vibe? He didn't, so in the books, Jacob, when he becomes a werewolf boy, goes through a massive transformation. So, like, he's, like, this young, sweet, innocent kid. There's no sexual tension whatsoever, basically. He he has a massive crush on Bella. Bella is, like, whatever. He's just, like, my best friend right now because, you know, she's a yeah. cool girl. She can't have girlfriends. No. Um, because <laughs> Stephanie Myers hates women. Um, but <laughs> after he goes through the transformation, which is a much bigger deal... He gets like he like sprouts up overnight, like he cuts off all his hair, he gets super buff. So it it, it would make sense at that point. And that's when it gets more like, ooh, maybe he can. Yeah, uh from my from and correct me if I'm wrong, Kate, but from my research, like that original Jacob is seen as like kind of like the boy next door. Not like in a cool way, but just like that you know in teen movies like that dorky yeah. friend, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then when he makes a transformation, it's totally plausible he would incredible hulk it kind of. So that's what they thought too, but you know Taylor Lautner was like, "Nah, I'm going to be the next great movie star." Like he would say things like this, like I'm going to be an action star. I'm going to, you know, and he buffed out and he's like, "You're not taking this role away from me." And again, to his credit, they kept it with him. So, Kate, you alluded to this, the fact that Taylor Lautner is not Native American. These are, they're supposed to play Native Americans. And that was actually a criticism even at the time of the first film. So they really went out of their way to cast the other wolf boys as Native American actors, which is great, right? Like, that's what they should do. So I thought, oh, they're definitely going to cast, you know, maybe in that replacement cast they were thinking of casting a Native American actor. But then, like I said, when I read that this Michael Coppin guy was not Native American, I'm like, oh, come on. But regardless. <laughs> but you see how, like, just how Hollywood doesn't have a lot of Native American actors either because, you know, they're racist as hell. Because then you look at Sam Yuli and dude was like 35 when mm. he's supposed to be playing a 22-year-old. Like true. they dug, they, they went into the deep cut vaults to find Native American actors because it's just such a poor incubator for, you know, any non-white yeah. talent in Hollywood. Yeah, if you look at their, like, IMDb's, like, they're in all the other, like, Native American movies that have ever been made <laughs> since Dances with Wolves. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, you That's know, Boo, Boo, Boo Booster was basically in a softcore porn that my, that a friend of a friend is in. What? Pre-Twilight, I think. Yeah, I think I've brought this up before. I don't think so. I think I've ever remembered that. It's like, I think it's pre-Twilight. It's about, like, two dudes falling in love in the OC and my friend. I've never seen it. But my friend always says, you know, that softcore porn my friend was in with the guy from Twilight. Wow. Oh, so it was a gay porn with this guy. Well, softcore, like, 
I don't heavy know. Petting. Heavy petting. Lots of heavy petting. <laughs> Probably a late night HBO movie, but it's basically about a sexual awakening in the OC. <laughs> I wish good. I could remember what it's called. Good to know. Maybe that'll be part of your homework. Find it. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to. <laughs> Is it our Twilight pop culture moment of the week? No. <laughs> Softcore. <laughs> I think I'm on the IMDb right now trying to figure it out. <laughs> And I also have to be really, really vague. Also, because... yeah, because if you Google softcore Twilight porn, I'm <laughs> sure you're going to get something completely different than this movie. I could have oh, sworn it's Boo Boo Stewart. Well, ask your friend of a friend, and, and if you come up with it, we'll see. In terms of casting, look, it's the same people. Kristen Stewart, obviously, our pats. It was yeah. Kristen Stewart's birthday yesterday of the day we're recording, so happy birthday, Case Stew. We didn't make her a cake, sorry. <laughs> The other big name that was kind of added to the cast here was Dakota Fanning as a Volturi yeah. lady. Yeah. What you, do you think of her addition, Joe? I recognized her, but didn't recognize that it was Dakota Fanning. So I was like, oh, I, I know who that is, but like, I can't place it. And then Rachel's like, oh, here comes Dakota Fanning. And I was like, oh, fuck, that is Dakota Fanning. Like, she still looks the same as like she did when she was, what, 12, right? But like just older so it was very confusing to my brain uh, um, life <laughs> i i liked it i did i did i think she did good i, I was fine with it she should have got more screen time but i guess that, like you know story-wise i don't know how much she like actually is in the story besides this like weird bella takes a vacation to italy part but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i can't wait i always like i'm always and this is probably the wrong conversation to have because you guys are dudes I'm always shocked at how bad her eye makeup is. Like, there's something, talk to Rachel about this, but there's something that's just off about the eyeliner. Like, it's not totally <laughs> straight or something. It's so distracting. I mean, these are one of the most, the worst made-up movies ever. Like, if you can notice makeup like that. Yes. I, I genuinely think that this is like, they say they poured all this money into these movies after Twilight. I genuinely think there was a money laundering scheme going on. <laughs> Like, because, like, the production values don't increase. That's fair. Right? The CGI. Like, somebody charged them a lot of money to divert energy and resources to make CGI for Twilight versus, <laughs> like, what they were doing, like, video games and Marvel or whatever, right? <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. <laughs> I know, Joe, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. So um, many. So many questions. The first thing I want to bring up, though, is the fact that this is a breakup movie. <laughs> our, our, our Pats, or sorry, Edward, Edward has to leave for whatever reason. Can we, can we t- just, just start by talking about the line that he says when he breaks up with her? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> you just don't belong in my world, though. I belong with you. No. You don't. I'm coming. Bella. I don't want you to come. You don't want me. No. But if it's not too much to ask, 
Can you just promise me something? Don't do anything reckless. For Charlie's sake. And I'll promise something to you in return. This is the last time you'll ever see me. I won't come back. And you can go on with your life without any interference from me. And it'll be like, I never existed, I promise. If this is about my soul, take it. I don't want it without you. It's not about your soul. You're just not good for me. Not good enough for you. I'm just sorry I let this go on for so long. Please. Don't. Goodbye. He says, a friend is someone you don't want to kiss or kill. I mean, he's that accurate. Sets the tone. That sets the. That's a very yes. That is truthful. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes sense. But that's the tone that this movie starts out with. I mean, <laughs> before though we do get into that big breakup, I just want to set a set a pause on everything and be like, this is a breakup movie. Okay. We have to Go talk ahead. about the pre-breakup things because, <gasps> oh my God, one of the greatest Twilight parties yes! of all time, and there are a lot of Twilight parties. So. Everything's hunky dory, you know. Everyone's great, right? Everyone's back in school. Yeah, back in school, and it is Bella's birthday, which was it was Bella's 18th birthday, supposedly, or something like that. Big and deal. It was, it's it a was, big deal. It was filmed on Bella on Kristen Stewart's 19th birthday. So, oh. inter- interesting fact. There. Oh, yesterday, ten years ago. Crazy, they right? That scene. Okay, so as I was oh, wait, watching it, then that's cool. Okay, yeah, wait, wait. But, 12 years ago. The anniversary then. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what did you guys think of the birthday celebration that Alice <laughs> decides to throw Bella and everything going on there? Can we just point out that Alice is such an inconsistent character because as a fucking omniscient, all-seeing person, yes, surely she should have seen that outcome for the party. Yes, yes. It's very convenient when and when she doesn't see shit. I agree. A thousand. That's all I think about whenever she's on screen, and like when she can talk to Bella, when she can't. Why is Bella sending her email? She could just fucking read like the future. I, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm already getting started. But yes, she's like, here's the present. I know you love it. You'll wear it tonight. And then also like, there's gonna be a massive fight and possibly a murder. But like, I didn't see that part. Oh my god. And the books try to retcon this in the new book by like, oh, she's always too busy like watching Jasper, what Jasper's gonna do. Like, she should have fucking been on it tonight. Well, Jasper gets a little hungry, so like, wouldn't she have seen that if she's watching Jasper? Yes! Yes, exactly! Why was this the night that she's thinking about shoes or something? Also, does she have to watch in real time or could she like watch and fast forward? Like, that's a big part of this because like, can't she just like skim the universe and be like Dr. Manhattan or whatever from- Yes, she like, absolutely can. Okay, so then why don't she just watch everything about like all the people around her and just know everything that's going to happen to them at all times? Because, like, so, okay, so the only way this is different than Dr. Manhattan is she can only follow one thread at a time and every thread, according to Stephanie Myers, has like 
almost an infinite amount of so outcomes. It's like Doctor Strange too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has to unpick the knot in order to figure out which outcome. So maybe the explanation here from Stephanie Meyer is that she saw this as a possible outcome, but that the chances were so low, she didn't consider mm. it a so threat. She has to do statistics at the same time. Yeah, so, she, so she's more Doctor Strange, but that's yes. stupid that she would think that the chances are low that, you know, all a bunch of vampires would want to eat this tasty smelling girl. Well, the count, well, and also she could have, if she saw it as the outcome, could have said, hey, maybe don't wrap presents. You know what I mean? Like there, there's, yeah. There's, sharp paper. It's just so stupid. Also, she gets like a tiny paper cut and starts gushing. Like just, like she needs to be checked. Like she's anemic. Like there's something wrong with this girl. She just is bleeding everywhere. Like is she on blood thinners? I don't know what's happening. Well, that's because he he basically does his first act of, you know, light domestic violence to her. Like, the initial paper cut isn't that bad. It's where she starts to gush as she, he throws her against the wall. <laughs> yeah, paper cut. But yeah, but the blood droplet on the, like, a full splatter on the carpet that gets him going <laughs> is still like, dude, it was a paper, like, it's a paper cut. Like, you're not going to bleed that bad. Apparently, Jasper, Jackson Rathbone, was so in character, like he was doing this scene method for whatever reason, that he <laughs> he had to be restrained by Peter Fascinelli, like to not go too far in attacking Kristen Stewart. That's the, <laughs> okay. It's one big scene. He gets two sort of moments in this entire saga. This, and then the training montage in the next movie. Well, okay. no, we we do his. I don't want to talk about it. We t- we see his his flashback as him as an evil person, but whatever, we'll go there. Yeah, but that gets uh, that gets overshadowed by the best like yes, for flashback sure. in the entire saga. For sure, your favorite. But Love we're her. getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. So, uh, as you say, Kate, Bella is special. So, mm-hmm. oh my god, we yelled it so many times watching this movie <laughs> last night. I'm so glad. I explained that to Rachel, and then and and I'm like, why the? F-? And she's like, Bella is special. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's, that makes sense. She gets a cool camera from her dad her um, mom from her mom oh, for, it's from her mom what'd she get from her dad i forget what she get from her dad the picture book to put the, the picture, picture book yes uh, it was a it was a collaborative gift yeah she's um, such a dick about it when she talks to like her quote-unquote other friends that she clearly just hates oh like, my god right the first scene like i was like nobody would ever be like she's like i got this new camera from my mom you guys want to take a picture or whatever she doesn't even like, say that. She's like, my mom tells me I basically have to take pictures. And they're like, okay. Like and she's crazy. not even in it. Like, it's not like can somebody... And the other girl is holding a real camera. So, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> well, okay, so she gets the camera, the photo book, she gets the dress, or the whatever, and then yeah. she, and then she gets... And, Kate, are, this is those are the tickets? Yeah, so those are the tickets that they're going to use in the next movie. Okay, the okay. Tickets, the tickets to, to become a vampire. She gets, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> VIP passes to get bit. What were they for? They're, so they are two – people don't even make these. But it's basically two free round-trip tickets to anywhere she wants to go. Okay, so it's, like, like one of those, like, I made this for you and, you know, paint – and like gave us, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it the out, yeah. whole thing was avoidable if they hadn't just kept wrapping empty boxes. Like <laughs> yes. Emmett did, and then they did it. God, Emmett is such a moron. I love Emmett though. Was he the Was he the one that's like, I already put the radio in your car? That yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. 
like it, the best my favorite part about this party scene too is when jasper goes for it like they barely catch him like there's a room full of vampires and carlisle's the oldest and arguably like the most strongest and he's still like jasper still like slips away from him like nothing like he doesn't even really try my guess honestly is that if he was going method in that first scene he went too far and like peter fascinelli being like one of the more veteran actors on the set was like come on man chill the fuck out and like he the next scene he was just like they took it totally in the opposite direction <laughs> you know because because he just called him out on set <laughs> probably because peter facinelli really thought this was going to be the thing that made him the star because <laughs> he left kelly taylor for it that's crazy that's crazy. he got too big for his britches <laughs> oh man so this kind of leads to a chain of events, right? That uh, the Collins need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't quite understand why they all need to leave. Why uh, Carlisle? Somebody's going to gonna eat Bella. That's why he needs to abandon his post at the hospital, which yeah. he seems to be like the top doctor there. Yep. Just yeah, whatever. So <laughs> Bella's special, man. You need to yeah. leave. And this is where we get to the breakup part, which honestly, on this watch, I actually, not the not what he said and the reasoning for it, but I actually really enjoyed, I enjoyed the, we how she reacts when she's dumped. You know what I mean? She is so sad. She's so just like teenage and angsty. I have a good friend who's going through like his first real serious breakup. Okay. It's too late in his life, but whatever. Uh <laughs> That, that's on, he won't listen, but that's on that's on him. But regardless, and it's remind it reminded me a lot of the way Bella's reacting, and it, oh my god! Like so, for someone who does a show called High School Slumber Party, this is one of like the most visceral breakups I've seen on camera. Believe it or not, like the whole depression montage of like six months of depression where she's just staring out the window. That's, yeah, yeah. That's in the books, by the way, it actually does. It'll go October, November, December, and it's just a blank page with a headache. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the dagger in my heart. Oh. Wow. I think the first time I was critical of it, but on this watch, I kind of was like, you know what? When you're a teenager or a 30-something-year-old going through your first breakup, oh, you <laughs> you it feels like that. It might not be actually that, but it can feel like that. So, you know, I, I'm also, with it. Also, good guy Charlie for totally tolerating this for six months of her bullshit. Like, he just sits there and she's just like, you know, having night terrors, bitching and moaning, not doing anything. And Charlie's like, you know what? Like, I'll let her have it. Like, it's okay. Like, she's getting through this. And he doesn't even, like, try to snap her out of it or anything. He's, like, totally just comforting and fine. <sighs> Poor Charlie. Hashtag girl dad. Oh, see, I genuinely think he uses an excuse to just up his alcohol intake. Well, that too. That's fine. That's how would be going to get through it. But I mean, like, it's like it could be worse. He doesn't like start beating her or something. You know what I mean? The There's bar is so low like, for men. If we're like, yeah, I'm so glad this dad didn't beat his daughter. Like, I, yes. I just, I mean, I just think he uses it as a justification for breakfast beer. Because he always has a kid. Although not in this movie, but in basically all other movies, he always has beer with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, wait, wait. Okay. Question. No, I had like I had such a great thought, and and I made Rachel, Rachel laugh really hard last night. 
um, during the breakup scene, and I wanted to share it with you guys. So just pretend like you're going to laugh if you're not even going to laugh. Um, <laughs> just pull full Joey and just like, just don't, just like leave me in silence, if anything. Okay, so Edward and Bella, <laughs> Edward and Bella go for this walk, and they're in the woods, and he's like, uh, whatever, like Carlisle needs to leave because he's like a, you know, a doctor, but he doesn't age or whatever. So she's like, no. And she's like so boner to get bitten. Like the whole, like all she wants to do is just be a vampire now. Like, I don't know where this like strong vampire energy came from between like the last book and this book, but she's just like, she just like needs to be a vampire. That's all she wants to do. Edward's like, look, I'm, I'm just going to like leave, like leave me the fuck alone. And he's like, right before he leaves, he's like, but Bella, if it's not too much to ask, and I'm like, what if he just asked her to drive him to the airport before he leaves? <laughs> As opposed to... <laughs> Thank you. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he goes to break up with her. He's like, but can you just give me a ride to the airport? Because like, I'm not going to have a car anymore. Like, I need to be in Italy for like six months. So that, that, that would be a, like a dude breakup move, though. <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> thank you. Okay, wait. <laughs> okay. okay. But wait. The whole thing is the way she's so horny to get become a vampire is explained in the beginning with the Because she's just scared sequence. of getting old? Yeah. Okay, well that's fucking lame. She's eighteen she just had her eighteenth birthday. <laughs> but we say this is like people, you know, in our thirties, and also you have to understand too, there's a Mormon component. By eighteen, oh. you should seriously basically most of the Mormon girls I grew up with were married between 18 and 20, and you're long in the tooth if you get married at 23, 24. Maybe, maybe this is personal preference, but, like, I think generally people hit their peak around, like, 22, 23. So, like, I would like, you know, Kristen Stewart to get, like, a little bit more, you know. Do you mean physical peak or, like, mental peak? Or? Well, I wasn't going to say physical peak, but, yes, I wanted her to fill out a little <laughs> bit, you know, lose, like, the young girl body and, like, you know, just become, like, a little bit more womanly. Like, oh, oh so you think this is Edward's real motivation? He's yeah, just a, maybe he's he into it. He wants to get her a little thicker. Like, if she's going to stop there forever, like, at least let her get to where you want, and oh, then you <laughs> I'm I'm fairly certain in the books, and it's been a year since I read them, that his ultimate plan was to live with her till she dies of old age and then kill himself. <laughs> That's no, and uh, I mean, that's the right move, right? Because is it? Is it? Yeah, because like, if if he's like, look, being a vampire is shitty, like this sucks. He's like, you don't want to like live forever. I get that. I I get that. Like, I don't want to live forever. So like, yeah, like, and he's like, look, like I'm gonna give you the choice. And she's like, well, I'm fucking boner to be a vampire. And you're like, he's like, well, you're 18. I'm 109. This is weird, but still, I like I have a lot more experience than you. 80 years more like i'm or you know 90 years more i'm telling you you might not like this all the time why don't you think about it for a couple years and we'll see what happens you just described the books (laughs) okay he's all he's like you need to go to college i'll come with you yeah yeah that's fair i think that's totally like that's a that's a good compromise he's like look yeah like even at the end of this movie when he's like look like give me five years in five years if you still want to be a vampire like i'll do it and she's like three or whatever and he's like okay three whatever fine but like at least turn 21 figure your brain out a little bit because you're like really angsty right now so the 18 thing you might regret this in six months and be really pissed so yeah i get it (laughs) i think her motivation was that she doesn't want to look too much older than him yeah i know which is stupid (laughs) <laughs> is what? it i don't know she's not gonna look she, like 
yes, the change between like 18 and 22 is going to be different, but like he looks like he's 22, so what does it matter? But he, he in theory, he's supposed to look like he's 17. <laughs> that's true. That's oh, a, that's good, a point. good point. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. He's a 17 year old boy, that. even though he's not. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though a Robert Pattinson is like 24 in this movie. Yeah, and he looks 24. Like, 24 is totally bad. Like, that's fine. He totally does. With but he's not 17. Oh, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get okay. to the airbrushing. We'll get so to much. the airbrushing. <laughs> so, so uh, I mean, this sends Bella, though, into a. Um, which, Joe, I know you've talked about this. Her. Her adrenaline junkie, junkie state, right? This is the, yeah, like, I've definitely seen this movie before because I've seen the, like, the bar motorcycle scene so many countless times. The rest (laughs) of the movie, I don't remember. Like, when she, like, wound up in Italy, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? (laughs) But, like, but but that part, the, like, when she, like, goes and, like, she's like, but between the Anna Kendrick is my friend again part and, like, the movie theater scene, like, that, I've seen it so many times. Just on TV or something. So yes, she hits her adrenaline junkie phase. Anna Kendrick as the friend. Like I don't know if people really listen to the stuff she's saying. I don't know if it was improvised. <laughs> it's it's or she... great. It's it really good. Improvised. She's talking about her cousin with leprosy, which is, <laughs> which is like not a disease people get anymore. No. I don't think. No. <laughs> no. I think like it's only in like very far off corners third of the countries. third world. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> And just that whole thing, and like you said, like just getting on the motorcycle, and then the fact that she needs to chase this, so she doesn't. There's nothing else she thinks about doing. Well, I guess Anna Kendrick suggests some other stuff, well, but jumping, yeah. She, you know, there's that dude who just drops off those motorcycles at Charlie's, and just like, hey, you know, I'm just leaving this here, whatever. I guess he's throwing them out. Yeah, at... that's the extended scene. Oh yeah, you know what? Because I never he leaves the motorcycles. That's part of the extended scene. That's where yes. she gets like you see where she gets them from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the book, she goes and she buys them off like Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That neighbor just dumping them. That's the extended scene. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That makes sense. And that's when she's like, "Hey, I have a friend who's a mechanic. He kind of has a crush on me, but whatever. Let and, me like, go. I can use that for, to my advantage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly go. it. Yeah." Let's have him fix it. So when she shows up at Jacob's, oh my god, Taylor Lautner here is just like, I mean, I guess if he's playing puppy. like a, a puppy dog, yeah. So very puppy in that sense of the word, it, it's fine. Uh, not fine, but you know what I mean. He still has the long hair at this point, and that wig what, is so bad. Did you guys of, see the lace front? It's no, so bad. I didn't, but it's bad. <laughs> it's so bad. There's a lot of wigs in this movie. Um, I know Alice had a wig. Yeah, a couple other ones. Uh, Rosalie had a wig, apparently. Chris yeah, because Stewart- she- Kristen Stewart's wig movie is the third movie. Kristen's, but I was, I was thinking like Kristen Stewart just getting on, like being an 18 year old girl, being mad that you just broke up with your boyfriend and then being like, I'm going to get on the back of a random guy's motorcycle outside of a bar is actually probably like the most realistic thing that happens in this movie <laughs> to me. Cause I'm like, yeah, like I can see what well, Kristen Stewart, not like every person, but like her character in this, I'm like, yeah, that's a really dumb idea. That sounds like something you'd totally do here. I mean, you're leaving out the part where she thinks that guy might be her would-be rapist, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. She <laughs> says that. And she's like, you know what? Let's give that another shot. And, like, in Bella's fucked up brain right now, this makes sense to me, too. It well, does. also, you know, the, the the big reason she's chasing the adrenaline junkie stuff, right, is that, like, Edward is appearing in... Yeah, in, in this this yeah you know, gasish form I guess because he's like, <laughs> ghastly yeah. 
he's like vanishing away and stuff. I guess, though, Joe, Kate, whoever, did you have any questions or moments you want to talk about in terms of life with the Wolf Boys and this whole saga? So I mentioned this actually off air before you got on, Joe. Sorry. But okay. The first time I saw this movie, it was a real slog to get through, um, as mentioned before. But then this time, I was like really enjoying this first part because of all like the funny, silly moments. Now that I wasn't worrying about story, I was noticing a lot, you know, just funny stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to enjoy New Moon a lot this time. Dude. And then it gets to these wolf parts and it feels like it's <laughs> forever. And I'm like, it I'm, is forever. You it know, when for- you're pausing a movie and it's like, Wait, only five minutes have passed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, like, normal and dry and sloggy. And then there's the scene where, like, they order the pizza and she tosses him a slice and he catches a wrench. And I'm like, why did we do this time-lapse move here when we haven't been doing that the whole time? It's just, like, one day after another of them building. Like, it should be, like, a like a 30-second motorcycle build montage. Like, that's all we need here. But it's like, no, we have this, like, weird is she your girlfriend scene? There's so much bullshit. Yes, I agree. I think they got a two for one with, remember the earlier scene where she's sitting, which is one of my favorite scenes where she's sitting in the chair and the time passes. Maybe the guys were like, hey, we'll cut you a break if you give us another scene like this. Like the CGI shop. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. The the time-lapse 360 pan around her room that she has a bay window in that she can see the whole, that's the best room in the house. So like, Again, pro dad Charlie, everything is awesome. Girl dad. Yeah, girl dad. <laughs> like he gives her like totally everything that she wants, and and she just like sits there and mopes. But yes, maybe they did because it, it's like another weird <laughs> or like they just like that shot of that one. They're like, Can we do that again probably. here. Like, uh, Joe, I have a question. Avi, I know you'd seen the movies before, so but this is we're doing it in, like a hyper focus. What do you think, just generally about? the wolf guys you know they always have their shirts off they're <laughs> I mean, we'll start there i guess what was your thoughts you know on this like this is the most the biggest examination of their culture uh it's boring as shit they like <laughs> like they're just like shirtless rednecks that are like native american <laughs> and hot like this this is just strictly like like teen girl porn in the movie that's all that i see it as like it's it's bo- i don't care about the werewolves to begin with like from the like i just don't care i don't care about jacob i don't care about this werewolf shit like you you can feel that this is just like an afterthought that they like tried to bring in some conflict and like is Bella, but like no she's not gonna she's not gonna wind up with him there's no fucking way so like it's just stupid like they just can we just fast forward through this part and pretend like it never happened like you could cut the whole jacob part out of all of these movies and be totally fine nothing would change Wait, 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 but you would miss the amazing scene where he is inexplicably, like, a real fucking asshole to Mike Newton when Mike is just being, like, a cool, decent dude. Yes! Oh, movie theater scene. Oh, I was going to bring punch. it up. When we go to see Face Punch. Face Punch. They go see a movie called Face Punch, and, oh, my God, I love this movie theater scene because he is such a dick. And Mike, poor Mike Newton. Every time I watch these movies, I'm like, poor Mike Newton. And I know, look, whatever. He needs to get yeah. over her. Uh, there's other people he could date and i get that but like he doesn't know he's the least person in this supernatural world yes he just thinks people are being assholes all the time can you imagine this movie from his perspective it's just like all my (laughs) friends are dicks like constantly like and the only ones that are cool are like like the outcast like nerdy group and like 
and Anna Kendrick's cute. So, like, why isn't he like trying to like hook up with Anna Kendrick all the time? Like, just get over Bella. She's Joe. not even really part of your excuse friend. Excuse me. Group. Excuse me. Excuse me. Bella's special. Exactly. I was I like, know. you know, you know the answer. Come you on. Know the answer. She has three men constantly fighting over her, and Minimum. like. It, 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 yeah, at least. And, like, women that are, like, flying in from Italy to, like, try to get her, too. So, like, oh, and she's just this, like, normal, stupid girl. Like, oh, okay. She's special. She's special. She's very special, yes. She's, she's special. special, yes. So I always have to give a shout-out to this uh, Mike Newton date because it's just... Poor Mike. They're or... sitting in the theater. The, that's a great shot, though. When they're sitting in the theater and they both have their hands, like, you can hold my hand, and then they're, like... No, oh like God. she's just sitting there, just like, like full arms crossed. Like I'm just trying to watch face punch, so I can see Edward, which is the third guy, it appear. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> anything else? Uh, maybe questions you had, Joe, or anything else you guys wanted to talk about before before the return of the Cullens? And could we could we talk about how Jacob just parkours into her room? <laughs> it's like, sure. like how they how like was he this feels like one of these things where he was like i've been practicing parkour like or like i was doing crossfit to get like ready for this and somebody was like really that's kind of cool and he's like yeah watch i could like jump like this high and then like they were like oh we can use that in the movie he could just like jump into the window and they're like yeah that, that looks cool and they just like cut it and just put it in the movie for no reason <laughs> I, I mean i don't i don't want to harsh that buzz though but it's in the books to draw the parallel between Edward being a creepy bastard coming into her room all the time. And now Jacob yes. is fulfilling that position of just coming into her bedroom unannounced. Oh, yeah. Oh, like what is, what is her, like, what is Stephanie Meyer's weird, like rape fantasy that like this, these guys just keep like breaking into her bedroom all the time. It's so know. strange. Like that's like know, very, that feels like very intrusive to me. Right. Like if, like, oh, if so someone breaks like, <laughs> Yeah, yes. somebody kept like popping into your house, like, and you'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Like, like this is like very like. Can you at least give me like a call, like a heads up, like, "Hey, I'm coming over." And you're also, like, okay. Ch- Charlie, shittiest cop, right? Like, <laughs> teenage boy. He does. Because he's drunk. You just have to. Bella's special, and Charlie's drunk. You just have to like. That's the subtext. Actually, I'm more curious about what Stephanie Meyer's husband is like. Yes, it'd be just like a big marshmallow like he's just like such a pushover i i I, i'm i'm so fascinated by it because they got married when she was like like she got married young she got married in 1994 and she was like 22 (laughs) she's already too old she was she was long in the tooth i guarantee you that like the reason why she was so old was because she went to like byu makes sense yeah yeah makes sense um also, like, last thing about the wolf, two last things about the wolves before we get to the Collins. You know, we see them wolf fight. They have, like, a, you know, battle because Bella's there because she's special, so we have to fight over her there, too. And um, they show up back at, like, the, the house, and they're like, you know, don't talk about the one girl. Like, don't stare at her or whatever. Like, the alpha gets mad. And they have the world's largest muffins <laughs> I've ever seen in this scene they're they just like huge. they're like two hand they're like they're like bigger than softballs they're just massive muffins and i'm like okay like that's like amusing <laughs> that's fine this is also when uh wolf girl meets vampire girl and then it's and later. they say that those words they yeah. say these words to each other and can we 
can we not gloss over the fact that this is the light domestic violence movie? Yes! That's what I, that's what I was getting to. That's my second point. That, like, Taylor Lautner is just prepping her for a life of domestic violence. Like, he's, like, just, he's just, like, easing her into it here. Like, hey, if you're with me, I might beat you a couple times. And, like, that's not my fault. Not just beat. That would be Edward. Like, he, I might maim you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I might scar your face. Like, you're going to get a little cool. roughed up. And it's not my fault. It's not, it's not my fault. That is but not okay. it might happen. It always strikes me as so weird when she, like, first off, you never see her slap anybody ever again. So, like, she's not a violence person. So why'd she slap the anger wolf? And then it's always weird when the other guy starts laughing. Like, ha, ah, you're going to get your face ripped off now. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. They do not make a great case for, for being even, forget Jacob. They don't even make a great case for being, like, on Team Werewolf, right? No. They don't. No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. Like, at least like the vampires seem like they're kind of cult- like they're the upper crust, right? Like they're like cultured. And then the this I I don't want to get into it because too hard because I know we got into it last time, Kate. But I just find it so freaking racist that like the white people are cultured and refined yeah. vampires, and the Native Americans are like, oh, you can't control that native spirit, and yeah, you know, they're hicks. They're just like fucking rednecks. <sighs> they, like they have no. They like have no anything because they're like constantly just like like living off the land and like they're not making money it's it's weird it's weird yeah and i know kate you mentioned that those that goes back to some mormon philosophy i don't want to piss too many people off but (laughs) yeah yeah. that is one thousand percent mormon philosophy that (sighs) jesus came to the when jesus got resurrected he came to the new world and that the reason why people have darker skin versus white skin is that the white skin people accepted Jesus and the brown skin people rejected him. Oh, that's yeah, that makes And again, I, I you know, sense. not everyone, not every Mormon probably believes that and we don't hate Mormons here. It's just just trying to pull from what it's, But if you contextualize it, keep in mind this was written like the the Mormonism spread it up in like 1867ish. That's like they yeah. okay, long story short doomsday cults have always been a thing that's why they're called church of latter day saints is that they thought the world was ending or that we're nearing the end of times and that he created this religion because he quote unquote like he said he found these gold plates in south park if I've you've seen, seen the south, south park. park yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 that, they actually do a great job because i think they were raised mormon but that is what was america doing at the time committing genocide against native americans as well yep, yep. long story no, short 100 percent right um, well, so yeah, th- there's those elements there here with the wolf boys. Um, there is one more wolf moment that I do want to discuss, and it is oh. when the... Oh, do you have one, too? No, I hope that it's the same thing. Continue. I was just going to... It's when the Cullens return. Um, I was going to say... Okay. So if you have one before that. The last the last one is when Alice is there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the moment I'm talking about, so... And, and Jacob comes in. Okay. We cackled so hard and rewound so many times. What the fuck does Jacob say to Bella there? Because he's like, gobbledygook. And then they like cut the scene. Like he says, like he just like mumbles something that's supposed to be in their language. Rachel knows the name of it. I don't. Quillute. 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 Okay. What, yes but he says something like so gobbledygook to her like in this thing and we're like what the fuck and th- there's no subtitles there's no subtitles when you turn the subtitles on to explain what it's just like something in cool you and like that's it that's what it says what does he say to her he says i love you 
Oh, okay. Uh, of course. Corny. That's uh, so fucking um, manipulative. Yeah. Right as like her people come back. He's like, ah, because in the book, she's like, if I have six more months, I can grow to love Jacob. And then Edward comes back. I can wow. grow to love Jacob. That's a that's an interesting perspective on love. <laughs> she's like, she realizes that he would be a better match for her life as it stands. Like he's, oh, like From he's the beater. So, yeah, yeah. So in the books, he's as open as Edward is closed. He is uh, like the what's the opposite of controlling, even though he's very controlling. He's very as Edward is. But she doesn't see it that way because Stephanie Meyer doesn't see it that way. But yeah, okay. he's the one who appeals to having a happy human life versus what she really wants, which is to get laid and be a vampire. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So in this scene as well is when we learn that werewolves smell really bad to vampires. Like wet dogs. Wet dog. I love the interplay between Jacob and Alice. She's like, take the dog out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. Jacob and Bella, there's a point where they're like about to kiss, and Edward cock blocks him via phone call. Yes. And he basically sends him to his doom. <laughs> Jacob, yeah. Like, you know, you, they had to pick up the phone, and he picks up the phone, and he goes, whatever. What does he say? He's just like, oh. He's like, can I talk to Charlie? But we don't hear oh. it. And he's like, Charlie's planning a funeral. And yeah. it's like, obviously, yeah, now he's going to think the Bella's Asshole. Dumb, Asshole. Dumb fuck. I mean, well, he's doing it on purpose. It's, it was actually a pretty smart play. Good job. <laughs> like, if you want to get rid of your ex-boyfriend, like, get rid of her ex-boyfriend, have him kill himself. That's a good move. But that is also the most 16-year-old boy thing to do, period. Ah, that's a good point. That's a good point. We like, yeah, do. also true. The thing that I hated most about this movie is that they, they face punch you with Romeo and Juliet at the beginning of this movie to be like, this is Romeo and Juliet. And you're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. But we're going to just like make vampire Romeo and Juliet throughout the whole rest of the movie. And we're going to keep reminding you that this is Romeo and Juliet. Like, come on, man. We're like, we're smarter than that. Like you don't need to like, just just throw it at me the whole fucking movie. No, for sure. For sure. But again, this is for teenagers. So it's it's for everyone. It's we could debate. Like, how dumb do you think? Uh, Never mind. Don't answer that question. (laughs) But like, you're assuming that the general population is so dumb by doing this. And like, we talk about this a lot with all kinds of movies. But like, come on, man. Just like have some faith in the reader or watcher or like your audience. Just have some faith. Like, we could have dropped like the Romeo and Juliet. All we needed to do was see. The like the movie scene at the beginning, like where they're watching it in class, that was cool. We didn't need to get it at the very beginning of the movie to open. Then we see it there. Then we get to, like, okay, it's Romeo and Juliet. They even go to fucking Italy to do, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Italy. Let's do it because why? Why <gasps> does Bella need to go on vacation to Italy? That's where the no Volturi live. Again, call back to the to uh, the first movie. They don't know how to make Italian food, but. Italy yeah. is, na- is now the capital of, of vampiredom. And, yeah, and the Volturi control all vampires in the world. It's such like a basic girl. Lo- like, I love Italy. I am Italian, and I love going there. I was going to ask. I this hate is a, you didn't get a the little romanticism. Cult- <laughs> it's, it reminds me of, like, people, like, I'm sure Kate can relate to this. They're like, did you have girls in high school that were like, when I grow up, I'm moving to New York City. And you're like, no, you're not. And like, you're not going to survive there. Like, you're going to be on an SVU episode. Like, you're instantly (laughs) getting murdered. Like, there's no way you're going to survive there. You grew up in a small town. Like, you have no idea of what's going to happen. And like, you're not citified, like, cityified enough to survive. And 
and they're like, but, but like the lights, like I went to Times Square once when I was 12 and like, I knew I needed to be there. And it's like, well, nobody lives in fucking Times Square and it's not friends. Like, why are you going to Italy, Bella? Like, why do we need to do this, Stephanie Meyer? She needs to. I genuinely think the answer is she saw an interview with a vampire edited for yep. television on TNT at 2 p.m. Yep. <laughs> I genuinely think yep. because that whole like scene where like they killed the woman on stage, I think takes place in Italy. I'm sure it does. That makes I, perfect sense. I love this Italy stuff though, because we we go through a boring kind of sojourn through the woods and it's like dark and whatever. It's like boom, red palette. We're in Italy. They filmed in Montepulciano and like this is like every town in Italy looks like this, right? And <laughs> so the one thing I noticed, and I've seen this movie now ten times and I was a dork and I looked it up, the timeline doesn't make sense. So let's say that they left Forks at like seven PM. It is the You're closest. flying across the wrong way. You have to go the long. You have six, to go to yeah, like that's my work. point. So it's a 16-hour yeah. flight. Let's Ooh. assume you leave at eight. You inexplicably get a midnight flight to Italy from Seattle, right? Yeah. You're, that's a 16-hour flight. Yep. And then you have to drive. So the closest airport is Pisa, and you have to drive to Volterra, and you have to <laughs> inexplicably make it to uh, the fountain at noon the next day. Yep. It does not make sense. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you have Alice driving again, great choice though. Alice has a 911 turbo, excellent choice. Stephanie Meyer, is it a 911 turbo in the books too? Her fascination with German cars is very fascinating to me, and I want like a whole book on how she's so fast. Like everything, like all these German cars that just appear in these movies, like what is that about? Because she reads Vogue, or like so. If you read her blog from like okay. 2007 when she's talking about making the movies. Like she describes outfits more as well, and they're always whatever was on the runway. And I guarantee you, she's like she reads Vogue and was like dreaming of this luxury life. And then okay. Edward Cullen has a Volvo. It's so just amazing. <laughs> yeah. So good time then for a game we were going to play. Not really a game, but it's just a question I have for you, Joe. And of course, Kate, you could chime in. You are the host of Too Fast, Too Forever. Yeah. Um, we kind of noticed some similarities on, in the Fastiverse in the last film. I have to say, well, some fast-averse elements in this film as well, and that's one of them, right? Being on the exotic highway, driving a f- like a super-fast car like that. Yeah. Uh, we have some – there's a couple other moments early on, too, just like the adrenaline junk- junkie stuff, you know? Yeah, oh, Brian's uh, – parkour. Brian does parkour in a movie. And how yeah. about – how about Jacob and his rabbit and, like, the way he, you know, fixed cars up? So, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. That so, rabbit's in the book, by the way. Crazy, crazy. So, you know what? More and more connections as I watch this franchise to the Fastiverse than one would also, think. Okay, so, in that sense, now after watching these movies, like, the first two, do we feel like Dom is Carlisle? That's what I said. You, mm. Kate, said it's Rosalie, but... I, I think Dom is Carlisle. I just don't think that the focus is. It's, it's almost like a Fastiverse where the focus is not on Dom. Yeah, because the focus is on Edward, who's Brian. Yeah, 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 I guess, yeah, because he's like his adopted son. Everyone, yeah, and he like fails up always, right? Like, no matter <laughs> what he tries to do, like, the best outcome will come of it. And all he's doing is like chasing, you know, Bella. So. I don't know, guys. That makes sense. I think Brian is a Bella. Oh, I mean, you that, might be right. That and you could be you could be right about that. An yeah. interloper who comes into the fray. Yeah, you, you, I think you're right about that one. Steals steals the the da- the daughter or like the sister or brother, right? So, yeah. So, so Edward is Mia. 
Yes, so then that makes that it actually, me. <laughs> that makes yes. a lot of sense, actually. It makes so much more sense. Oh, my God. You're absolutely right. Ooh, uh, this needs to be something on social media. And also, media. The, one that, the one that's like, I put the, the what I think his name's Emmett. The one's like, I put the radio in your car already. Like, that one, that has to be Vince, right? Yes, yes, 100%. 100%. But he never betrays anybody, though. Yet. We have more movies, possibly. <laughs> okay, yeah, true. <laughs> well, it's not going to be a one No, he's, one no, match. who's, no, 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 he's, um, who's Tyrese's name? Oh! Roman? He's yeah, Roman. he's Roman! He he always has food, he has the eggs. Yeah, right? You know? He's, like, he's kind of beefy, like, he doesn't ever really move the plot along, but he's, like, there. <laughs> he's not like, funny relief. enough. He's not funny enough. Well, I think just, it's Carlisle Dom. Like, no, but I think that, like, you know, it's a different world, different set of people. Is, but... is Jesse the the one that tried to eat Bella at the beginning? What's his name? Jasper. Jasper. Is that is that uh... Jesse? Well, he doesn't have a girlfriend. And, like, yeah. Like, Alice is, like, the girlfriend of Jasper, right? Justice for Jasper. Maybe it's Han. I don't know. We'll find Ooh, <laughs> And then that makes her Giselle, which explains the driving. Okay. <laughs> Alice being Giselle would be a good play, but we don't like kill her immediately for no reason. No, I'm thinking now. Now you guys have got my like my mind gears well, turning. Well, well, this will be an ongoing segment, so it might change in different movies. Who knows? It might. It might. But I like. Okay, so we did. Me, Mia's is Edward. <laughs> Carlisle is Dom, and Bella is Brian. That is. That sounds like canon to me. <laughs> Although I'm still, I'm not. I don't see Carlisle as Dom. I would say Charlie's more Don. Like he's about family. He gets betrayed a no, lot. No, but he's like useless. The guy <laughs> at least gets stuff done. Like Charlie's sweet, but he's ultimately useless. <laughs> Let's take a trip back to Italy so we can, because we got a okay, lot of sorry, games to sorry. play. No, no, no. We need to apologize, but we'll go on for four hours because the, whew, this isn't going to be an ongoing saga on the Fastiverse, Fastiverse questions here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Italy. This is where the action is in the movie. Stupid. This is all stupid. Edward's going to kill himself, but I bring cool. it up. I bring it up because it is St. Marco's Day, and you have all these people who, <laughs> in their red robes, and it makes so much sense somehow. And uh, <laughs> Edward goes out because the Volteri, he's let them know that he wants to die. They said no originally, I think. Something like that. I don't know. I don't really care. But because his, well, because his gifts are too valuable. Gotcha, yes, gotcha. They, because can, his, they need to use him, yeah. Because his gifts are too powerful. He walks out that door ready to kill himself. With those airbrushed abs. I love that so much. And, and the story is that, of course, Taylor Lautner got beefy for this role, and our pets just did not care. Not did not care, but yeah, yeah, he just did not care. They had to airbrush the abs. And not that he was fat or anything, but, you know, he just wasn't jacked like that. And, you know, you notice it a little bit there, but later when they're kind of torturing him, yeah, you, you really see that it's airbrushed. It's not moving like muscles. It's moving like a painting on his abs. It's hilarious. Because he's a skinny English guy, like most of them over there. And that's fine. Whatever. Let him be a skinny English guy. They body yeah. shamed him and they made him airbrushed. Come on. I, I heard that it was basically, he's like, I'm not going to work out. But then he saw everyone else ripped. He's like, oh, shit, maybe you can paint some abs on me. I believe it. I believe that, too. That works. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Um, what what did you think about uh you know meeting Arrow and and meeting the Volteri and just Joe Arrow? We, Arrow is uh, Michael Sheen's character, the leader, the one who laughs funny. Okay, okay. There's uh, what, Arrow, Caius, and I always forget the other one. Marcus, Marcus, ha. Marcus. <laughs> so yeah, what were your thoughts on just like what they got going in Italy and the decisions they make, Bella saving him, whatever you want to talk about with Italy? You don't seem too happy. They're, with it. they're no, they're just like. 
why are they like the Supreme Council on Vampires for no reason? Like, this. Well, it doesn't make sense. Like, it will like, get explained. Okay. Like, who put them in charge of vampires? Is what I. They did. Know. Okay. They, that's stupid. Like, just well, go. Because, there was a big war. Yeah, you. This is this is explained in your favorite one, dude. I know. But, I know. I know. But now it'll make more sense. But not that it makes good sense. No, she. This is literally just an interview with a vampire ripoff. They have like a council of like ruling vampires in Italy as well. Yeah. Okay. The, the big thing that I always take away from this is the fact that. They have a, I guess it's a familiar, now that I know a little bit more about vampires, a familiar tour guide who will take, like, probably one group a day in of tourists to get eaten. Like, could you imagine? Oh, is she, like, the Italian girl at the front desk? No, that's yeah. something different. No. Okay. Okay, no. But. No, that but, she was Ginger. I think that she's, oh. oh, she's in the books, too. She's the one who goes out and basically, this is covered in Underworld, which was, came out before Twilight, so clearly Stephanie Meyer stole that, too. She's like, she's like a scout. She comes and like, she's, she brings them back. She's a tracker like James, I think, in the book. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you know, like, uh, usually vampire familiars do that kind of work. It's just crazy to me that, like, these people, like, they're, they're family members. A lot of people are disappearing in this one little town in Italy. And Oh, yeah. No nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows or cares. Bears. Yeah. Bears ate, like, 20 people in forks <laughs> over, like, the course of Bella's Depression. There was, like, so many bear massacres, like, bear, <laughs> quote, like, just massacring people. And they were like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it happened. But, but that is, that was Laurent and Victoria, and then the yep. bear sightings were actually the wolf boys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just, as the Twilight Guide, I felt like I had to, like... Oh, no, I knew it wasn't bears, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Italy has, like, the same thing. And they're like, oh, man, they all, like, fell in a well or whatever. But, like, it's like, no, they're – come on. Like, this is – again, come on, Kate. We know. How terrifying is Hudson University? It's, like, the scariest place on Earth in SVU. Anybody at this school is constantly getting raped or murdered. Like, you don't – you wouldn't look into it and be like, can we get, like, more security here or something? Like, something weird is happening. It's like, or- no. They just, like – or change our admissions process. Maybe we should stop letting in all these rapists and murderers and see like yeah. what we can do to solve for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like if 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 a bunch of people started dying <laughs> in my neighborhood, I would be like, is something weird happening here? Like, should we get like you know like some kind of group together, like community action group, to figure this out? It's like, and then it's like, oh, they all just get mauled by bears in the in like the park up there, and it's like. Mm. I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, this happened in my hometown of Anchorage, Alaska, I want to say like four or five years ago, where there was a serial killer, but the FBI wasn't admitting it. So people were starting to get really uneasy because like six people died that summer. Okay. Yeah. And then the FBI was like, sorry, we had a serial killer. We didn't tell you. Bye. Oh my God. I mean, maybe, maybe the, you know, the notoriously efficient Italian FBI is using this kind of uh, diversion. Maybe they know what's going on, but they're like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We got it. You know, who knows? Yeah. You know, it could be that. And, counter, and just to sum this up, by the way, the serial killer was also a T-bird from East Anchorage High School. Wow. Mm. Little connection there. But not a bodybuilder. <laughs> Deep cut. Speaking of bodybuilders. How much WWE did Stephanie Meyer watch to get ready for this part of the movie? Because there's so many Undertaker choke slams in the Italy scene. It's like Edward Cullen gets choke slammed, like literally, like off the ground 
Undertaker style. <laughs> on steps so many times. That is that was absolutely the asshole director's contribution. <laughs> okay, fair. He's like, I'm gonna watch WWE and like everyone fucking fuck you some all. Real fighting. Yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> the big thing, the big takeaway, uh, story-wise, we get from this though is that basically Bella's life is spared if she will one day join their ranks and be a vampire. Which music to but, Bella's ears? That's what she wanted the whole time. Yeah, but we also learn that. Obviously, no powers of any vampires can ever be used on Bella because she's special. So, yep, and that's why they need her. She's like the ultimate cleanser or something in their guild. So, <laughs> guild. <laughs> their guild, their membership dues. Yeah, and their their artisan art, artisan skills. <laughs> so, so then we kind of end with this. Uh, or how like... did she get back from Italy? Plane. The Virgin America arrives. flight. Goes she just back. arrives. She's just in bed. Edward's next to her. That's it. We just we're back. We Movie magic. Up. Come on. In the book, she refuses to sleep on the sixteen-hour flight, and she becomes delirious. And then she ultimately decides that, like, That's so Bella of her to do. <laughs> right? She's like, she's worth it. And then she decides that his her vision of him throughout the movies was just that a vision, which I always thought sucked. Interesting. Interesting. I did want to talk about, though, before we get into our words and stuff, this vote at the end. You all know what I want. And I know how much I'm asking for. The only thing that I can think of, for it to be fair, is to just vote. I don't know what you're talking Shut up. Alice? I already consider you my sister. Yes, thank you. I vote yes. It would be nice to not want to kill you all the time. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to both of you for how I've acted. And I'm really grateful that you were brave enough to go and save my brother. Someone to vote no for me. So no. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and we can pick a fight with these Volturi some other way. I already consider you a part of the family. Yes. She puts it up to vote whether she should be a vampire or not by the Cullens. And yeah. Uh, your girl, Kate, is the only no vote here, right? I love it. She's Rosalie such a fucking no. bitch. She never turns on the opportunity to be a real piece. Like, just a bitch. <laughs> why Why would anyone vote yes? Like, I get that. Like, there's no, there's nothing saying that she can't still hang out with them. <laughs> not a vampire. That's what I'm not getting. They're like, like, why isn't everybody like, let's just wait a year? Because it's sort of covered when Carlisle is talking to her at the beginning. Edward is the only one who thinks they're damned. Everyone else is like, oh, well, this is our lives. Edward's the <laughs> one who's like such an angst, angsty fucker about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I they think it. it's a good life. Oh, okay. They, they like it. So they're like, oh, yeah. part of the cool kids club now. Like, well, yeah. Well, okay. one gripe I had is that like, look, Bella, if you want them to make a fair decision, could you leave the room for a second? Yes! Because well, how... like, let's put them in a hat or something. Yeah, like let's let's do an anonymous voting, and I, maybe the vote would be a little bit different. Maybe maybe Emmett is swayed in a different way. Who knows? But 
in the end, I still think they would have voted yes because, well, what, what would they do if we voted no? But um, just it, interesting, interesting. I want to bring it up, but of course. Wait, wait, I got to go back just for a second. You guys realize they like Bella, right? Like, I know that we shit on Bella because she's nothing special, but you're forgetting that these characters actively like Bella and don't think she's a shitty person. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And I also I like, always envision it that, like, they're just trying to, like, add one more to the orgies that they have. So <laughs> Bella's, like, fresh blood in the orgy circle. And, like, in that sense, I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, okay. Why okay. not? That makes more sense. That makes more sense. But, of course, we get to our uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Twilight ending. So romantic. It ends so perfectly. When when, when teenagers, teenagers, uh, you know. Edward proposes to Bella. Yeah. Will you marry me? So thoughts on the ending? Thoughts on that ending? It's stupid. I fucking hate it. But it, like, it's the perfect <laughs> ending for like a teen girl vampire story second movie. Sure, perfect. Um, great cliffhanger in that sense. Two, he's like, he comes back and he does the Jasper this time. He's like, it would be nice to not, not, to, want to, not to want to kill you all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. that's romantic. Cool. And then the last note that I have about the ending was, again, you know, the whole time we're watching, I'm like, how was anyone Team Jacob ever? And Rachel just looks at me and goes, it was Edward, Brian. It's always been Edward. And I'm Ooh. like, yep, that's it. <laughs> Too fast. Nice. Yeah. It, it's so true. It's so true. I mean, again, and the more I watch these movies, the more I'm like, what is Jacob? Come on, Team Jacob. Ugh. So let's rapid fire these questions so we can get into our games. Okay. Okay. So, some new questions I'm asking, some questions I've asked forever. So let's just do it quick. Who was the movie for? Who was this movie made for? New Moon. Kids, adults, families. Me. <laughs> Dads so, of teenage daughters to connect. <laughs> no. That's what I think. Is uh, I put people going through a rough breakup. Do you know? Do you know what I? I was. This is the perfect time to bring this up. I was watching this last night, and I was like, "Why am I not enjoying this like they usually do?" And I think there's a direct you correlation. Drunk enough? No, no. With this one, I think it's depression. So I was watching this a lot, like last summer at the height of lockdown, and like just okay. going, like spinning out of control. I think there's a direct correlation to how much you enjoy this movie to how depressed you are. <laughs> Good to know. Mine was drinking. Like, like I watched this like pretty drunk last night, and I was like, "This is this is fun." Like, <laughs> if I watch it sober, I'd have been like, "God, it's so fucking boring." But like watching it drunk, like I was just like noticing like a lot of dumb shit, and I'm like, "Okay, this is this is a blast." Okay, most likely to succeed. Who won the movie? Who who's our big winner at the end of this movie? Alice. Alice had loss after loss. This all could have been avoided but, had she fucking seen the paper cut. But how is Rosalie? She voted no, and exactly, she Bella's stayed true in. to herself. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and she got a break from Bella for like six months. She's probably having the time of her fucking life. Also, this is this was it's definitely Bella this time because Bella just failed up the whole fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's Bella. Let's be honest, and it usually is, and <laughs> it's usually Bella. <laughs> Yeah, like she, everything she did, like she had like four boys fighting, like four boys fighting over her in the movie theater. She like got, convinced Jacob to rebuild dirt bikes because she's fucking bored. Like <laughs> convinced Charlie like that she's constantly doing dumb shit. She got Edward to come back and not kill him. Like she did. Like she won everything. You're everything. right. You're right. Okay, Wooderson Award. Is there a character here who you would have liked to see more of in this film? Did anyone not get enough screen time? Aro. I, really? I, I mean, I like him. I love him. I love him. <laughs> I love his laugh. Yeah. Can you imagine 
imagine him when like Bella's like flipping out during the Wolf Boys shit. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Bella. <laughs> um. Hmm. Who do I think that? I think that Laurent gets the short end of the stick in this movie. Because they just, like, bring him in, he's like, I'm back. And they're like, cool. And then he's just dead. So, like, that sucks. And, like, I feel bad because, like, now I'm like, poor John Stamos. Like, this could have been him. Right? <laughs> I keep forgetting that. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like, that would have really sucked for John Stamos if they just, like, totally fridged him. Like, just pff, done. He's dead. And just, like, kill him off. So, yeah. I think that's who I wanted more of this movie. Okay. Long Duck Dong Award is their character. Oh, wait. Kate, did you answer? Who'd you say? No. Who, okay, so Kate. Sorry. Who do I, well, you know the answer. It's always Rosalie. <laughs> I figured you were going to say that. That's why, honestly, that's why, that's why I thought you already said it. <laughs> I know, right? I, listen, I, the one takeaway I want from people who watched Life 1 versus Life 2 is I want them to become more Team Rosalie, and I'm going to convince you. This okay. is like the unofficial Rosalie lap for you. Okay. I fucking love her. She's such a bitch. <laughs> All right, Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character whose omission would make the film better? Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> Easy. We don't need to. You You guys want to know the reasoning for that? Watch the movie. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. The whole series, but especially this movie. Like, they cut <laughs> Jacob right out of this movie. They, they cut this whole subplot that's in the books, too, where she basically, on days they don't build the bike, makes him go map out the woods in a grid system to go find the meadow where she and Edward first fell in love. Oh my god. And I think he knows it too. Oh. Like how come like Mike couldn't have just been a mechanic as well? And like <laughs> right? Like we could have saved like a lot of time and like then it would have made like the Mike Bella thing like a little bit better. She probably would have put out to Mike too. So she could have yeah. gotten like the whole sex thing out of the way and decided like, oh maybe I shouldn't throw my life away just for Dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, so we Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> 28% by the critics. They were not fans. Damn. Okay, so, but when you say critics, let's just say the boys. Because that's, like, all the Rotten Tomato uh, reviewers up until, I think, this year when they finally decided to commit to diversity, it's all white guys who live in their mom's basement. Hey, okay. you're no longer a Rotten Tomatoes accredited reviewer, so... Are you, is this, are you harboring some, like, resentment? Yeah, I was going to say. Is it, is it personal? <laughs> it, it was never personal. <laughs> Honestly, now that I've been on the other side of like writing for pop culture and all that shit, I can just tell you guys, trust me, it's not personal. <laughs> well, well, 61% by the audience. Always higher, we see that. And that's a, that's a you know decent score. Letterboxd, the nerds on Letterboxd. You know, it's a Twilight franchise. Not very popular on Letterboxd, I'll just put it that way. 2.3 out of 5, which is really bad. But we do not care about that here on High School Slumber Party, especially in our second lifetime of Twilight. So, Kate, as the veteran, you go first, then Joe. What will you grade Twilight? And, you know, last time I gave you a scale, you didn't even use it, so I don't care. Just grade it any way you want. I'm going to grade it, um, I think, it, okay, I'm going to grade it on a scale of the Cullens, and I think this is okay. the Jasper of movies. Like, <laughs> Okay, yeah, that makes right? sense. Right? It's like, it's yeah. okay, it has some good points, sometimes I enjoy it more than I do, today was not, a, like, last night when I rewatched it, I wasn't as into it as I normally am, so it's a Jasper. I would give this a, I can't sleep on a 16-hour flight to Italy, like, I know where we're getting in the end, so it's going to be good. But at the same time, this was not enjoyable. Um, and it's a, a lot of boringness in the middle. So, 
that's, that's how I grade it. I don't know if that's a scale of anything, but that's that's my relation to it. I love it. I love it. You know, again, we already graded them on, on the first lifetime. It should be more personal this time. I love it. Um, I, I forgot that I have to answer this question, too. Look, we're going to, at the end, all discuss our reorder of the franchise. If that changed, we already discussed our first order. I thought I would like this more on this one. That middle part. I can't. I can't. So... Let's see. I think this is probably getting the same reviews as what's the movie called? Face Punch. Face yeah. Punch. Yeah. Probably. This is like a great movie, though. <laughs> There's another movie they discuss there, like a silly title. I don't know. I don't know. There's a poster for Face Punch in the background too. Oh my god, I need that poster. That's like if I don't buy memorabilia, that's memorabilia <laughs> I would buy. <laughs> I know. I know. I really liked it too. I liked it a little bit more than last time, but not enough to really be like, oh, I really want to rewatch this next time. You know what I mean? Like, oh, next year's fine for the next rewatch. Who knows? It could be, you know, a fun night with a friend and we just have them all on because that's fun to do Twilight with yeah, a, friend, yeah, a friend like that. But sure. like on a studious level, which I know I shouldn't watch Twilight that way. I could, I could wait. A, I could wait a year to watch As this a again. Twilight academic. Yes. <laughs> Okay, New Moon, sleeping bags. What do they look like? Oh, God. Mine's a giant pill because you kind of need a sedative to get through. <laughs> I think mine is like I'm going, I'm foregoing sleeping bag and it's just a tarp in the back of the truck next to a broken down dirt bike. <laughs> I like that too. I you like could that. definitely go have that sleepover at the reservation with the uh, wolf boys. Exactly. Yeah. I kind of tipped my hand before, but mine's a face punch poster. Okay. I want. I just that want works. to be face punch themed. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'd like it. Now our new moon specific homework. Okay. All right. We have a uh, tweet of the episode that uh, Joe, since you guys originated this game on Too Fast Too Forever, why don't you explain to the slumberers what this Twitter game is? Okay. We call this. This ain't no 10 second race or boy, do we have a podcast for you on our show too fast too forever. And that's where we go and we find a tweet of the week that maybe applies, maybe doesn't, maybe is something weird that I latched onto during recording that episode. And we've tried to find someone that would enjoy the conversation that we have about these movies. And we present our podcast to them with just, you know, a boy, do we have a podcast for you? If you're talking about something related, we're like, Oh boy, do we have a podcast for you? So I found a tweet. Can I go first? Is that okay? Can you can go? go first, Joe. Just send it to me in like Facebook. Okay, I did. Um, this tweet is from Brendita uh, at Brie, LOL25. Um, she says, every time I see someone say that they're Team Jacob, I lose hope in humanity. Did y'all yeah. not watch New Moon? Jacob was so weird. Bella was depressed and Miss Edward, and when he called he told Edward that Charlie was preparing a funeral. Like, what the fuck? Angry face, middle finger. Boy, do we have a podcast for her. Woo, can't wait for I'm so, party with her. So on Twitter, I will be FYI, this is what we'll do. I oh, I, yeah. I paste the link to the episode and I just say, Boy, do we have a podcast for you? We we've been spicing them up lately too. You could be like, we cannot agree more. Like so now we added some flair. So like So, so Joe, want... you pick what I should say. Yeah, yeah. I would say we cannot agree more. Cannot agree more. Hashtag team Edward. Boy. Hashtag team Ed perfect. I like it. I'll steal Kate's too. That's perfect. Boy, do we have a 
Should I say girl? Do we have a podcast for you? Or is it, or we, no, it's always yeah. a boy. Do we have a you're podcast? Not, you're not Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah. And remember, another th- thing, we do count points. So next time, whoever, uh, what is it? How do you guys do points over there? It's uh, one for a like, five for a retweet. Or no, no, one for a like, like two for a retweet and five for a response. And then like, if they write into the show, it's like 10, I think. Cool. So that's that is your pick, Joe Brendita. Yeah, Brendita. She seems like she's on the right wavelength. Like this is. Oh yeah, you're gonna win because I once again did not understand the assignment. I mean, you could pick a different one if you want, but I like no, your, I like so your tweet. Good. I like your it. Just tweet went up. viral a little bit, so I think that that's so we tried so many different methods there's no right or wrong way to play sometimes it's like a reply in a viral tweet works sometimes a reply to the viral tweet works we don't know it's hard you don't really get a lot of traction no matter what you do so that's what we're trying to do yeah and kate you know a lot of people have seen this tweet so someone couldn't reply yeah exactly and and this is of this is of course uh a very famous one kate do you want to introduce the tweet it I mean, does it need an introduction? I feel like it just stands on its own. Can you embed? I guess, okay, so this is an auditory experience. I'll just say that this is a scene that is in the first Twilight movie when Bella goes to his room for the first time and they're both nervous and she's looking at his CD collection. She goes, well, I have a lot of CDs. And then she presses play. And in the movie, it is uh, Claire de Lune. Yeah. But... After she talks about the poop sticks. Yeah. Exactly. But in the uh, this tweet, she presses play, and it's wet-ass pussy. But it oh, keeps God. everybody's awkward, like, glances, furtive glances, <laughs> and, like, lip it's quivering perfect. and lip biting. That's genius. I, I love cry it. laugh every time I watch it. Like, it is amazing. It is perfect. You have so much music. What are you listening to? Yeah, you fucking with some wet-ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet-ass pussy. <laughs> so what should I write to this person who posted this? Her name is, and I don't know if she's the originator, but let's say she is, Emma. Can't stop laughing. And any message, Kate? Or should I just say, boy, do we have a podcast for you? Oh, fuck. I didn't put it on the spot here. <laughs> I'm sure there's something very clever to say, but I don't have it for you right now. Okay. You can always do, you can always fall back on boy. Do we have a podcast for you? That's fine. So yeah. So we'll just do that. I'm going to. Boy, do we have a wet ass podcast for you? Or is that? <laughs> yes. Oh, I like that's that. good. Boy, do we have a wop for you? Hyphen oh, wet ass podcast. There yes. you go. Oh, that was it. You it got just took it. a little time. <laughs> it did. We got there eventually. That might actually get a response. <laughs> God, I can't believe I'm typing this. <laughs> yeah, awesome. that's that's the whole goal. Okay, that has been tweeted. Yeah. Here is mine. I This is from a young lady, I think, named Caitlin. She says, If Twilight didn't have a shit ton of Mormon undertones, Bella and Jacob <laughs> definitely would have had sex during New Moon. It just makes sense. Agreed. That's, heart agree. That's fair, yeah. All I'm going to say, exactly. Well, I'll do heart agree. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Perfect. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you thought it was a good point, you know? It's a very good point. It's a, yeah, it's 100% true. Like, out of pity, at least, he rebuilt the whole dirt bikes. Two well, of she, 
she's just horny all the time too so it would have yeah. been just out of like you're here i here i'm here <laughs> like, let's... we're in this garage nobody else yeah. is around my dad's drunk your dad's not around yeah exactly you just got buff you want a bone yeah it's freaky time there we go retweeted <laughs> i really hope that these people are of age brian that you're tweeting because with the twilight tweet you never know how old they are well, yeah, we're not saying. True. Well, maybe the WAP. No, the WAP person's definitely okay, but we're just agreeing. They, they they initiated the WAP, so that's not on. It's anything. more this one about boning. If you're agreeing with the 16 year old, you uh, you're in Matt Gates territory, my friend. <laughs> oh. Well, I'll look up that after the episode, and maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll get disqualified. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> or put in prison. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you're talking about Bella and Jacob. Like, that's not, you're not like, hey, I want to bang you, right? Like, that's, that's a different Well, we didn't actually see the tweet go out, Joey. We, we don't know what he actually said. No, I, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll, we'll count the points up next time. So we're playing a little, you know, a little game that I can't wait for, but that's going to be our finale, which is Kate Hudson eBay purchase of the week. Okay. Okay. I'm queued up on eBay. Before that, though, I made an eBay purchase that I shared on Twitter before. I saw, and I'm excited. <laughs> before, Chalice. Before we went on air, and that is uh, NECA, which is a you know card company, toy company. They apparently made a Twilight New Moon card set. I bought the entire set, or at least 144 cards. A box, yeah. It wasn't expensive, but I thought, let's have a fun game for some more points. Each pack has six cards in it. I'm opening them right now. You guys each get three guesses. Just say three names out. It could be the same. And those are the points you'll score if they're in this package. Remember, they're Twilight New Moon characters, events, anything that's Twilight New Moon related. It could be Bella's truck. I don't know. You know what I mean? I've never seen oh, these cards in yeah, my we've life. we've never seen them. We don't know what's on them. Okay. So, Kate, name three things from New Moon that you think are in this card pack. We're going to do more draft style. Okay, Kate, who is your first pick? Bella. Bella. She's in every scene. Joe, who's your first pick? Obviously. Next pick, Kate. Edward. <laughs> Joe, next pick. Alice. Alice. Kate, next pick. The last pick. Mm. R O. Good pick. Joe, last pick of the draft. Remember, it could be an event. You know how cards work. It could be a whole team of people. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to pick, I think it's just characters. I think it's just characters. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Dark Horse Charlie again. Charlie. <laughs> Imagine that you're the kid and you get the Charlie card. <laughs> All right, opening. Do you know somebody, somebody tweeted me about Twilight. I think it was Breaking Dawn because, oh, because somebody had, like, a full Edward and Bella set, and they're like, I was so pissed off when I went to the movie theater and I got my Twilight Cup, and it was my two favorite weirdo vampires, the the Romanians, the the one that's, like, um, albino, and then the other yeah. one who speaks in a weird accent. Just, like, imagine how fucking pissed I was. <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay, okay, here we go. We have an Edward card called okay. the, the Promise. Remember, you can get doubles, so yeah, one point for Kate. The next card is Paul, one of the wolf boys. Who called that one, huh? Oh, None I of us. him in the last batch, but yeah. Paul, weird. We have a Bella, another point for Kate, on the cliffs. Hey! On the LaPush cliffs. Oh, man. And it has a little, like, quote on the back. They're actually pretty cool. So, two points for Kate. 
This will be combined, though, with the Twitter game, and at the end we'll see who the big winner is. Guess the next card? Billy. Billy? Oh, Billy. Damn. Damn. I almost took Billy over Charlie, too. Fuck. Okay. It, it says he's not in on the back. That's his quote. The next one is called A Secret Revealed, and it features Bella's truck. So if you would have said Bella's <gasps> truck. You should have said Bella's truck. Fuck. And okay. then this last one is just the checklist. It does feature, uh, you know what? I got to give it to you. It features the three main leads. So, Kate, you get two points for Bella, two points for Edward, and you're on the board, Joe. You get one point for Jacob because the three no, of wait, them. I got, I, I thought, oh, I did pick Edward. Okay. You yeah, so Kate, Kate is winning the card game and the overall total, four to one. So can't wait to continue playing this. I have enough to play for years. So you can the winner get one pack. Those. The winner gets one pack, please. Can I have one pack, please? I, I mean, I just want a pack for. too. Yeah, yeah, can we just have packs? You want you want the unopened packs? Yeah, yeah I want to open. Yeah, there's no fun in not opening the pack. Like fine, fine. I'll, I will give you each one, one pack, one, just one one unopened pack each. Okay, but guys, you can't throw them away. I'm not. No, I'm not throwing these away. This sure. is your retirement. I'm not throwing fund. these away. Yeah, yeah I'm this, not. this is your retirement fund. These are only going to go up in value. Exactly. <laughs> but the main event, I think, of games. Ooh. I'm, I am on eBay right now. I hope I don't have Ooh. whatever you found. Ooh. Joe, will you? I don't you... know. I don't know if you do or not, but I I doubt it, and I'm I'm hopeful that you don't. So, Joe, there is a there's a Zoom chat in here. Would you mind putting the link to what it is in that Zoom chat? I'm so excited. I would like to preface this with saying that as we've talked about before, you guys know that I am the co-host of Too Fast Too Forever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That, oh, is it, is it becomes, a car? It's Bella's truck. No, it is not. I was looking for something more exotic this round, but I found something that was so perfect I couldn't unsee it. Okay. Um, I hope that you don't have these. I'm sending it now. Everybody can open it, and I'll explain why I picked this. So remember the rules, guys. Uh, Kate has to purchase it. It has to be $20 or under. Yes. And no matter what it is, she must purchase. So, it. oh, this is very cheap. These are these are <laughs> classic uh, rubber bracelets, like a la Livestrong, right? And they're of the New Moon. Uh, they're they're New Moon branded bracelets. One says New Moon, and the second one has. I hope that this is true. A typo in the bracelet that says, <laughs> "I'd rather die Han B without you." <laughs> so these are from clearly from like China. <laughs> yes. So I'm really praying that the ones that you get do say I'd rather die Han B without <laughs> you with the little Edward Hart metal piece attached to the rubber bracelet. But yeah, that was once I saw Han Han being dead mentioned us doing the Tokyo Drift lap right now. Everybody probably knows that Han is coming back in 9. We're getting justice for Han. I'm hoping that they really forgot the T in this bracelet and that they're all typoed. And in that case, this is a rare misprint and you should probably have this anyways, right? Purchased. It's purchased. Nice. I will take a picture of it in my Twilight sweatshirt. Either Thank that you. or my Forks Washington t-shirt. Ooh, ooh. Didn't, uh, didn't Rachel say on Twitter, Joe, that she wanted to get a Forks uh, 
Like, one in high school. Oh, Forks High. Oh, Forks High. There's one on Etsy for like 30 bucks, and I've toyed with it for years. But then I looked at the person's shop, and she has a bunch of pro Trump anti mask shit. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So instead, I bought a sweatshirt of the Cullens eating lunch at the cafeteria without their faces on it. It's amazing. Okay. Nice. Okay. Let's talk about your homework for next film then. Okay. Tweet of tweet of the episode. You guys both have to get a tweet, and we'll play the game again. So okay. fun tweet. Let's let's see where that goes. Okay. Joe, get ready for to pick Kate's eBay purchase of the episode. Under, I will under twenty dollars. Can't wait for that. Of course. Yeah. Our uh, pop culture moment will be a, a much shorter one this time, but people have been asking me about that about this one. There's a famous Kristen Stewart SNL monologue that people yes. want, that people want us to watch. So okay, we'll be cool. We'll be rewatching that and talking it about it. Excellent. Because, <laughs> spoilers, it brings in something that used to be very relevant but lost relevancy. Yep. Not too long ago. Yep. Thank, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> whew, okay. And before I give you your big homework, Uh-oh. forgot to do this one thing, and that is, of course, rent two movies, get one free. And. Both of you just pick one movie. It cannot be Con Air or another film in the Twilight franchise. If yeah. we are if we are having a new moon watch along together, a new moon slumber party, what two other movies should we watch with it? Joe, you go first. I would I don't have a specific version in mind, but I would pick the shittiest made for TV version of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> and I'm sure that there's more than one, so just like whatever has the worst reviews on anything that we can find. That's the one I would pick. I'll find it. I'll find it. Kate, your choice. Okay. This is a callback to earlier episodes. I have a response. We are watching The Conrad Boys, which is the softcore porn with Boo Boo Stewart. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I'll read you the description really quickly. It's Charlie Conrad is ready for college, but the sudden death of his mother and his long absent father leave him saddled with the adult responsibility of raising his nine-year-old brother. And his nine-year-old brother is Boo Boo Stewart. Nice. <laughs> that is a trifecta I never would have expected, and I love it. <laughs> Your last bit of homework for next watch, guys. I'm throwing you a little bit of a softball. Every time we do a forever lap or a lifetime, I keep calling it lap. Sorry, Joe. Every time okay. we do, every time we do a forever lifetime, I want to incorporate one Twilight side project at least. So instead of going right to Eclipse, and I don't care if this episode is 20 minutes long, guys. I really don't care. But we will be talking about another high school Taylor Lautner film. <gasps> it's terrible. It is I'm terrible. So it I'm is so terrible. Excited. But what perfect time than now when we just got really the Taylor Lautner breakout film. It is Abduction. Are you guys familiar? Well, obviously, you reacted. You're familiar it. with Abduction? You've seen of it? Of course I've seen it. I've never seen it. I mentioned it to Rachel last night, and I remember you telling me that it was shot in Pittsburgh, which is always a sell to me, so I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> okay, wait, I have a question for you guys before. Yes. So the whole point, without any spoilers, is that his dad turns out to be a massive like, like spy, basically. And so it's teased. Spoilers. Me. Well, that happens the first 10 minutes. But the point is, and I won't tell you who, but I want you to guess now, this movie was made in, what, 2011? So it's, it's building up. Like, you know eventually who that dad is is going to be, like, revealed. And you're like, ah, oh, what celebrity did they get to play the dad? Who it turns out to be is not somebody I would have expected or chosen. So I want you guys to predict right now who is going to be Taylor Lautner's long-lost father. Keep in mind, this is 2011. Rachel said something last night. I don't remember who it is, but, like, I have to – I have – 
previous knowledge somewhere deep in my brain so i don't want to guess it right she like uh, read the cast last night and was like oh my god these people were in it and like brian yeah. you go first and then joey guess so that you don't spoil brian okay michael keaton is my guess really okay pittsburgh guy that's why okay. that's a good call um i forget who she said it was taylor lautner who plays taylor lautner's dad who's a secret spy um brad pitt that's like, a, I know that guess is wrong, but that's my guess. <laughs> okay, then give a right guess, because Brian, you can't spoil Brian. You, no, I, I, did, I don't remember who it was. I just didn't want to, like, guess. Like, I didn't want it to come out in my brain, like, when something said. So I, that's my guess. Peter right. Fashionelli. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay, then who is it? Well, I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you okay. to see it. Yeah, okay. like, let me let me have it naturally. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll watch it naturally. So thank you guys so much for talking new moon once again give me a reason to rewatch. this was a blast love playing these games love chatting it out can't wait to see uh your ebay purchase kate can't wait to uh you know play these games again anything else you want to mention on new moon or places people can follow you find you whatever else you want to say i just want to say team Maverick for life at this point just do a twilight tweet and it will absolutely find me you don't even need to <laughs> look for me someone will send it to me or i'll find it myself um you can find me over at Too Fast Too Forever every week on Tuesday. You can hear Brian join join us for our last episode, Gung Ho. So, I mean, I don't know when this is coming out, but that, he joined us for our last episode when this is coming out. Um, and behind the paywall for sexy fun time <laughs> um, at TooFastTooForever.com where there's bonus episodes and all kinds of other shit. And... And then you hear Brian be on more episodes and they just go off the rails really quick. And then you hear Joey try to bring it back and it's, it's fun. It's Kate, more chaos like this. So Kate, so. I'll, I'll put it this way. I am the Kate Hudson of the Patreon, the Too Fast and Forever <laughs> Patreon. That is 100% true. That's fair. Yeah, totally That's acceptable. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I'm not running the show anymore. So it's fun. Yeah. You could just come in and be a chaos demon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's fun. It's a blast. <laughs> well, I was, I was sober for this one. It's early. <laughs> It's early. It's early. And I'm trying to lose weight for the Whoring 20s. The Whoring 20s, they're coming up. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> the Whoring 20s. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be a fun decade. It's going to be a fun rest of the year. I can't wait. And part of the reason it's going to be so fun because we're going to be watching Twilight forever. <laughs> Big thank you to Joe, too. Big thank you for Kate Hudson. Man, I cannot wait to talk Abduction and the rest of the Twilight films, and they're always great. Love those games we play, the eBay purchase, the cards. Oh, again, you can tell I'm getting giddy about it. But thanks to them, once again, of course, the beat goes on. The beat goes on. We got an episode this Friday, and we're going back to another series, the last film, the final film, maybe even the lost film in the Gus Van Sant teen pantheon the fifth film will do it is called restless f5 miss why's your dumb little boat hiroshi c9 how is it you win every time did you look at those school brochures i left on your bed no Maybe you should stop going to strangers' funerals. I met a boy. Really? I know you. Does anybody here know you? It was kind of different. Different can be good. 
So sorry for your loss. So sorry for your loss. Mm, too formal. I'm Enoch. I'm Annabelle. That's her? That girl I was telling you about. I want to go talk to her. Who's Hiroshi? Sort of a ghost. Can he fly? He used to. Well, he was a kamikaze. Why is she dressed like a boy? He says he thinks you look really nice. No, I didn't. Thank you, Hiroshi. About the hospital? I don't work there. I'm a patient. Annie! Your boyfriend's here! Not my boyfriend. I'll be right up. How long? Three months. Person can get a lot done in three months. I am the spirit of this forest. Come with me. So do you want to talk about Enoch? It's getting pretty complicated. We did everything we could. I mean, what do you do here? Just watch people die? Make her better. Come on. You think you have nothing? You have everything. You're just a pathetic ghost who took the easy way out. time to say the things we mean. So that's your homework assignment to watch Restless. Shawnee Mead will be here. Haven't heard from her in a while on the pod. I mean, we talk off pod, of course, but... She really stepped up because I really couldn't find a guest for this one. And I was like, hey, will anyone do it with me? She said yes. She hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it. And I think you're going to be in for a surprise. It was a fun episode. We already recorded it. And I can't wait for you guys to listen to it this Friday. Remember one more thing. Class participation is a huge part of your grade. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of Twilight. Of course, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And one more thing. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. And honestly, I was really tempted to leave you guys with a little bit of a whap. But we're sticking to that New Moon soundtrack. I love the melodrama. And it's a good soundtrack. Let's do Bon Iver and St. Vincent. The song is Rosalind. Later, dudes. still here? It's over.
Go home. Go.